you've already promised you're going to change for the last five years and there's been little to no change. And so admittedly, I am skeptical. I know that that might make you hurt or defensive. I know that that might make you not feel really great, but that's where I am at. I still want to support you, but I'm going to be a little bit cautious until I actually see action rather than just jumping wholehearted into this. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, is your husband not fulfilling his promises? All right, let's try this one again. We tried it on our last episode and completely got sidetracked by a whole nother thing. So here's the question we're going to try again. Okay. Okay. How do you deal with unfulfilled promises or agreements that your spouse doesn't follow through on without being calloused and detached? Mm. A little more context. This is in the context of a spouse that says, I'm going to start kind of improving or changing myself or eating healthier or exercising more or, mm-hmm. you know, being more responsible. It's kind of a promise to improve themselves. And then they don't make as much progress as the spouse who's writing in here Got it. Um, would like to see. And so she ends up feeling discouraged, disappointed sure. because she's gotten her hopes up and then there isn't any kind of follow through. Right. What do you think of this one? What would you tell someone who is constantly being disappointed because their spouse isn't following through as thoroughly as they would hope? Usually when you ask a question like that, what pops through my head is more questions. Like? So what has motivated the spouse to make those promises to change? Is it self-motivation or is it motivation to get his wife or husband, Mm -hmm. whichever way it is, to quit nagging them? Mm -hmm. My mind just automatically goes to that. Now, I know that's not the question, but that's where my brain just goes. And because... Avoid it. If the promise is made as a way of avoiding problems or nagging or conflict then it's an empty promise. Exactly. And it definitely changes the response that you would give to the actual question of how do you not become resentful or disappointed Disappointed. or that kind of stuff. And you will always be disappointed if that's the motivation for the change on the other person's part. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So it's hard for me not to get distracted by what's the motivation. What else stirs up for you though? I just think how incredibly painful that would be. Yeah. When I read this question, when I see this email come in, there is a difference between making a promise that's a commitment and making a promise that is a hope. Oh. So when someone says, you know, yes, I want to get healthier. I want to eat better. I want to stop doing whatever. That's an intention. It's not necessarily a promise. It's not a commitment. It is a desire to improve themselves. But if you read it or or hear it as, and now I guarantee you or I promise that mm-hmm. I will start doing this, um, then that disappointment and frustration absolutely will creep in. Right. But there's been many, many times, I will own it, where I have said, I, I recognize I need to be eating healthier or I need to be doing sure. better in this area. And I mean it when I say that. I have an intention that I want to change it, but I don't have a commitment yet. I am not like, okay, I've got a plan in place. I am going to do the hard work. It's just kind of a saying that, yes, I recognize I need to get better in this. Right. 
but I'm still going to eat that extra cookie. <laughs> I'm still going to just sit on the couch instead of get up and, you know, go for the walk around the neighborhood because because the statement was an intention or a desire, but not a, not a commitment. Got it's it. not, it's not something that I am going to make happen. And being able to understand the difference, because if you hear that as, yes, I'm going to be committed to doing that, then of course you're going to be disappointed sure. all the time. And, and when you put it into that context, I can really grasp a hold of it because there's been several times when you and I have decided that we were going to change how we were going to eat. Yes. And I've made the commitment to do that. Yes. And you just made the desire. Yes. But I thought you were making a commitment. And when you'd eat something that you weren't supposed to, I'd be really disappointed and feel very left alone in it. Like now I'm doing this all on my very own. Yes. And okay. So that makes perfect sense. I, that. And can you feel a difference when I actually make a commitment, honey? Yes. I am going to do this. This is a promise and I have to follow through on it because I know that it will disappoint you that I am not being a man of my word or acting within my own integrity because I've, said I'm going to do something and then I just completely blow it off. Yes. And, and I have learned when, when we decide to do something like that, I have learned to ask you now, what does this commitment for you or what does, what does this look like for you? Because your commitment may only be partially and you may still want to eat that cookie and you're going to eat that cookie. And if I know ahead of time, then I'm not disappointed when you do. Yeah. The the other area that this comes into play a lot that I see amongst a lot of couples is when one person just starts to dream about something. Man, I want to go on vacation to oh, Hawaii next sure. year, and the other person instantly shuts them down. No, we can't. We can't afford it. We can't do it. I can't get the time off, and it shuts down the other person's dreams, even though there's no intention. The person's again. Let's make it the wife again this time. Where the wife wants to go to Hawaii, and she's not saying, "Can we go to Hawaii?" Can we go next September on the 22nd? Right. Can we? She's not asking any of that. She's just dreaming. Dreaming, yeah. And and when someone hears that dreaming as a request or an intention, they quickly jump into their problem-solving concrete brain, which says, no, we can't go. And it shuts down the dreaming of the other person. Or it could just be the, the very opposite as well. You start to dream about how you want to change. You may not be internally ready to make those changes, but I want to change. I want to grow in this area. And your spouse takes it as you've committed and this is what you're going to do. And now I'm going to hold you to it. Exactly. Exactly. So it's all about intention. It's all about being, again, it's subtle. It really is subtle. Now, if this person who's written in their husband actually said to them, yes, I absolutely am not going to have seconds. I am not going to have that extra cookie. I'm going to be watching my macros and you can hold me accountable to that. And then they continue to blow through those boundaries then yes, it is disappointment, frustration is natural. Sure. That feeling should be there. And at that point, the next time the husband says, I'm ready to commit to this, I want to do this, the wife will say, I would love to support you. I would love to absolutely see that happen for you. Unfortunately, I I can't help it, but I'm a little skeptical because the last three times you've said that, it hasn't happened. And so I will, I'm going to stay guarded mm-hmm. until I see action that actually follows through with it. And then I will allow myself to kind of become more excited or hope. But in the meantime, commonsensically, we're not going to ask someone to get punched in the face once, get punched in the face twice, get punched in the face three times, and then not flinch the next time I throw a punch in your direction. Right. 
What I love that you said in your response was, I'm skeptical. Yeah. Because my immediate thought would be, well, I don't trust you because you keep saying you're going to do this. But saying I'm skeptical yeah. is about how I'm feeling. Yeah. And as opposed to I don't trust you is more about their character, character or their yeah. the other person, which builds up that survival brain and yep. defensive response. So being able to say I'm skeptical makes it about you yeah. yourself. Yeah. So I like that. That's a really good non-threatening. Yeah. Non-defensive making yeah. term. Now, hopefully the husband can also understand that. I mean, to hear your wife say, I'm skeptical that you're going to do this. I'm hoping he has the maturity to come back and say, I totally understand your skepticism. Right. I haven't followed through on this. And I would be a little skeptical myself. That's why I'm committed to actually following through this time. Because I need to get this done. I needed this for me. Blah, sure. blah, blah. Whatever whatever the reasons are. But he can actually validate and, and understand her cautiousness. Yeah, I guess now that you're saying that, if you told me you were skeptical of me, I would feel like you didn't believe in me. Yes. Um. But given the scenario, would my feelings be appropriate? Yes, they would absolutely be appropriate. Yeah. So. Again, this isn't the warm, fuzzy version of the Secure Marriage podcast. This is the down and dirty real life of marriages. And when you can just be, I call it being honest out loud. I have these skeptical feelings. I admit that they're there. It makes sense that they're there. You recognize that it makes sense. And you recognize that they should be there because you haven't followed through. I mean, that, that's talking very real talk. That's right. being very honest rather than, you know, well, you're my wife and you should support me all the time, no matter what. Even exactly. if I've completely blown off everything for the last 10 years, you should just love me unconditionally. No. Right. That's dumb. Yeah. Don't do that. And it doesn't, if the whole goal is to be connected yes. and to walk together yes. and walk in the same direction. Yeah. Then what you just said there about, no, you're my wife, you should support me, yada, 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 that doesn't promote that. No. It, it promotes being false with each other. It promotes keeping up these facades with each other rather than being honest with each other. And it promotes defensiveness yeah. and a lack of understanding. And it definitely doesn't promote that. Let's walk through this together, even if it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. And I feel skeptical. Yeah. And you recognize that we're walking together through it yeah. and it brings connection yeah. and it doesn't make any sense at all until you experience it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to say it again. We've said it in the last several podcasts. If you talk about the process as well as the problem, if this wife responds and says, I recognize that what I'm about to say might make you defensive, but it's how I'm feeling. Right. You've already promised you're going to change for the last five years and there's been little to no change. And so admittedly, I am skeptical. I know that that might make you hurt or defensive. Hear how you're talking about the process in that? Yes. I know that that might make you not feel really great, but that's where I am at. And I want to just be honest with you. I still want to support you. I still want to be on your side. And I hope that you are successful in this. But I'm going to be a little bit cautious, a little bit guarded until I actually see action that follow right. the words now rather than just jumping wholehearted into this. I hope that makes sense. Does my caution make sense to you? Do you hear how you're talking about the process as well as whatever the issue is? Right. Here's another thing that I love about this is that you just validated what the wife is feeling yeah. with that, how you handle it, and gave a tool of what to do how she can respond. Yeah. And so to have a response that's validating to what you're experiencing, yep. but still productive, 
That's fantastic. Yeah. Again, I have to remember this stuff <laughs> next time we have a fight. Maybe we should listen to our own podcast every <laughs> once in a while and it'll keep us from being dumb with each other. Oh my gosh. That's true. We need to be reminded of it. I'm right. glad we get to do this podcast because it kind of keeps all these tools at the forefront of our minds right. as we're doing some of this. If this is new to you, dear listener, those who are listening to us and are going, wow, I wish I would have learned that 20 years ago, or man, I'm going to try that tonight. If these tools sound like I want to learn these things, go to securemarriage.com. You can do two things there. Number one, you can take a little free quiz that will assess how well you're using some of these tools. Cost you nothing. It's absolutely free. And you actually get a couple little courses like communication and stuff afterwards. Or you can just jump into the deep end and check out the uh, online workshop. It is cost less than two marriage therapy sessions with a professional counselor. It's relatively cheap and you can just learn tool after tool after tool after skill after worksheet after video after it's a yep. plethora of a information. Plethora, huh? Yes, a virtual cornucopia <laughs> of goodies <laughs> for those who are listening. And that's what we want to get. We want to give right. tools away. That's why we do this podcast. Um and again, for those who decide to go deeper and get better at their marriage, that's a great place to start. So securemarriage.com is the central place for all things awesome in marriage. Yep. All right. Other than that. I think that's it. Let's be done. Okie doke. Love you, honey. Love you too. See you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.